Welcome back to the Our View podcast. On today's episode, I welcome my guest, Maria Aberatney. Maria and I discuss her clothing brand, Adaptista, and the importance of designers making more adaptive clothing available to those who have disabilities. I would like to welcome everyone to another episode of the Our View podcast, where we aim to educate, raise awareness, and change the tone of conversation about disabilities. I am your host, Arthur Aston, and I'm happy to welcome my guest today, Maria Aberatney, to the podcast today. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much, and you did a great job with my surname. So <laughs> um, I'm really happy to be here and to be chatting to you. Yes, I'm very excited. You and I have uh, been connected on social media for months now. And um, we were, you know, talking about um, having you on as a as a guest for the podcast. And you had me uh, write something for your, uh, you, you interviewed me for your blog. And it's just, uh, you know, our connection has been, uh, like I said, for a few months now. So it's finally uh, nice to finally meet you face to face, though, virtually. Um, I'm here in New Jersey and you are in England, correct? <laughs> I am. I'm in lovely grey England with its lovely grey skies and it's rain at the moment. Yeah, we our lack of summer. Um, you can see I definitely don't have any kind of tan whatsoever. So <laughs> it's, I'm just desperately hoping for a ray of sunshine one day soon. Yes, yes. And here in New Jersey, we have uh, lots of rays of sunshine. We had a a hurricane, a tropical storm come through over the weekend here. Oh, wow. Um, but it it's it, where I was, it, it wasn't too bad. But um, up in other parts of uh, North Jersey, closer to New York City, I know they, they got some heavy rain uh, really bad. But uh, the sun is out and it's supposed to be uh, very hot the rest of the week. So um, <laughs> which has been uh, quite consistent for our summer here. It's been uh, quite warm. So it's... Uh, you know, that's, but that's how summer's supposed to be. So we're not complaining about that too much. I, I can get to the beach or get to a pool. So that's always fun. <laughs> nice, nice. Yes. I'm jealous. <laughs> so uh, to start off the conversation, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Can you tell us who is Maria? <laughs> um, well, um, I'm Maria O'Sullivan Abbey Ratney. Um, I am from Ireland, uh, as you can probably hear from my accent. <laughs> Sorry if I'm if it's too strong for anybody. Um, I grew up uh, as I, we had a horses uh, stables all my life, so I grew up um, training horses all my life, and um, I competed for the Irish dressage team, and uh, I was always very sporty. Um, and in 2013, I moved to England, I moved to London and decided to explore London and everything it had to offer. And it's just been the most joyous place to live ever. It's, it's amazing here. It's just, it's such a hive of activity. It's wonderful. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it in a nutshell. Wow. That's great. I love that you, uh, say that you were, um, you know, raised around horses. I love uh, horses. And uh, I've always said that I want to uh, 
learn to horseback ride. I, I, I went many years ago when I was much younger. Um, but yeah, it's always been like that, uh, I guess the bucket list item to really, uh, learn how to horseback ride. And, uh, so it's something I'm, I'm considering for this, uh, <laughs> you know, this Ooh, year. you and, should you know, do. Yeah. I'm going to back you on that one. And if you ever have any questions, you, you know where to come. <laughs> Yay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I always love hearing uh, what people have to say about themselves and how they, uh, you know, what they choose to share uh, when I ask that question. And um, I'm always amazed and, and uh, you know, delighted to see when I have uh, similar interests as uh, some of my guests. So, you know, the horses is a, uh, really cool interest of, of mine as well. <laughs> ah, glad to hear. There's yeah. something very therapeutic about horses. They're so soothing and calming. They're lovely. They're just great, great animals to be around. Yes, yes, I, I definitely agree. I definitely find them uh, very soothing as well. Yeah, that's really, uh, that's so true. <laughs> so uh, through talking with you, uh, as I said, we've known each other for a couple of months and we communicated on social media and through email um, a few times. Uh, I discovered that uh, you have ankylosing spondylitis. Right? That's right. Yes. That's really good. Yeah, you got it. Um, I challenged you with my surname and now I'm challenging you with my diagnosis. <laughs> it's, it's a day of challenges. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I was diagnosed with uh, ankylosing spondylitis in 2017 uh, uh, now. Um, but it's something that I've had, I think the, the first symptoms probably started when I was around 19. Um, and yeah, uh, I'm uh, just getting on with it. You just, just have to pick yourself up and keep moving. That's my view. I'm always very stubborn that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's so ankylosing spondylitis is like um, a rare autoimmune condition, a rare arthritis. Um, and it affects, uh, mainly affects your sacroiliac joints um, and your, your hips, but mostly the sacroiliac joints um, and causes inflammation in the spine. So you get, um, uh, nerve pain, um, but it also affects your eyes. You can have um, iritis, uh, can affect your lungs, your heart, uh, your your joints, um, your tendons. Uh, that's something that bothers me a lot. Um, and I also have um, osteoarthritis in my neck as well. So um, sadly, um, my bones have started to fuse, uh, but um, gotta keep on trucking. <laughs> yes. Yes, that is, uh, you know, that that is um, a common theme amongst uh, those of us in the disability community. It's like, you know, we have these diagnoses and they really, uh, you know, throw us for a loop and they can really, uh, you know, cause us such uh, trauma and such pain at times. But, mm. you know, like you said, we got to keep on trucking and keep on, <laughs> yeah, keep on getting through the day and, uh you know, and, and that can be difficult at times for sure. Uh, and, and it's also, I always like to mention for me, it's important for me to, um, to acknowledge those really tough days and to take a break to say like, okay, yeah, I need to chill out today. Uh, you know, I can't put my braces on or I don't feel like going outside today. I just need to lay, you know, on my bed. I need to lay on my floor. I need to just 
sit and chill and watch a couple of movies and we'll try it again tomorrow. Uh, you know, so it definitely. is, uh, yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, important to, uh, you know, stay motivated and all of that and to keep going. And then also to acknowledge those days where it's like, okay, I need to, uh, I need to chill. I need to just sit. <laughs> I think with, um, a lot of progressive um, conditions and um, you know there's there's so many people out there with arthritis or um, maybe even diabetes and um, there's so many conditions and autoimmune conditions that are, are progressive and I think it sneaks up on you so that you don't actually there's times it's only this year that I've really found that I get completely wiped out and it's because I'm not paying attention um, to myself and I've really especially this year the end of last year probably due to quarantine and coming out of quarantine I've really had to focus hard on not over pushing myself and trying to do everything that I used to be able to do um, and it's it's hard it's really hard and I, like you said it can be really depressing sometimes um, like those days where I sat and just blubbed my little heart out sitting in front of a, a Netflix watching a movie just going oh, I can't do anything I'm too tired um, and you just have to say well what's the point in getting upset just rest you are tired and you're tired for a reason so um, yeah uh, you'll have to shift over on the sofa and, and we'll we'll um, get some movies we'll have a movie binge together one day yes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, it's, it is. It's really, um, you know, and I, I've said that from, from a child, I can remember you know, having rough days and, and my parents saying like, okay, that's fine. You can, you know, you can chill out today and, and, you know, the next day possibly if that's, you know, if it's still really bothering you, but, um, you know, like let's, let's keep moving. And, and that's what actually, you know, it's, it sounds very strange at times, but move for me and my disability moving actually does help <laughs> so yeah you know with the last year and a half of being quarantined and not going out and not moving as much you know that really feel I feel like it, it set me back a little bit just to um you know to not be moving and to be as active as I was it wasn't like I was going out every day but I was out you know I was out of the house and moving had my braces on or using my wheelchair you know two or three times a week and then that went to like maybe once a week if I went outside to use, you know, to walk or to use my wheelchair. And that went on for, for months. So, you know, having that lack of movement really, uh, you know, wasn't, wasn't good for, for myself. And as I can imagine, it wasn't good for, uh, you know, for a lot of people. <clears throat> yeah. Um, do you find that you're, you're moving more now or um, are you still, are you locked down over there still in quarantine? No, so I um we're we're not locked down, but just for me personally, I'm um you know, I, I would say I'm being very careful about what I do, where I go, um, how often I'm outside. Um, you know, I go to the store like once a week, uh something like that. And then um, you know, I go outside like my friends who have really nice backyards. <laughs> Uh, you know, go and sit in the backyard with them or go to a, a cookout, a barbecue or something like that with uh, family and friends and just, um, you know, just, just slowly but surely getting out and, and about and around people. But, um, you know, and just moving. I have, I live in a nice little town, so I, I will get in my wheelchair and just wheel up and down my street 
a couple times a week just to stay active um, because I, I did notice that it was really uh, impacting me. So it was like, okay, I just have to move a little bit and stretch some things out and, and we'll, <laughs> you know, keep everything, <laughs> keep everything moving. So. <laughs> but. Um, in London during quarantine, they actually closed down some of the parks. So you couldn't actually go and uh, because most people here live in apartments and mo a lot of people don't have balconies. And then they shut down the parks and you weren't even allowed if you went outside, you weren't you would you'd be fined if you sat down on a bench at one point. So it was really, really strict here. Um, thankfully, we're coming out the other side of it, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it was it was hard. I, I hear that um, I, the, the lack of movement, definitely. Um, I, it's it's I think a lot of people were hit hard by that. Yeah. Yeah, wow, it's really, it's been, it's been rough for, for a lot of people, so, uh, thankfully, Not for Netflix. we're coming through it, <laughs> yes, right, it's been great for streaming services. <laughs> I think I've watched everything that's on Netflix at this point, maybe twice. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, uh, so you and I, we, um, connecting through social media, um, you know, and I, I got to uh, learn a little bit about you and your story. And I saw that you um, are into fashion design and garment uh, technology. So can you tell us the story of how you became interested in those two fields and um, what inspired you uh, to become interested in those fields? Um, well, it's a bit of a strange one. Um, so. I've always loved um, tailoring, and I think that stems back to the horse riding and the the tailor, you know, the show jackets. Um, I've always been a big fan of tailoring, and I've always wanted to be a tailor. Um, and I went off down the route of law somehow. I have no idea. It's a <laughs> okay. Went down. I'm sorry, any lawyers listening. I went down the boring route. <laughs> Um, and uh, yeah, hated it as as expected. Um, so uh, when I came to London, I was just working um, in offices here, and um, I met my wonderful husband John. And uh, when we were getting married, I in two thousand and nineteen, I was trying to find a wedding dress, and I could not find a wedding dress at a, at a certain price point in a decent material that was ethical but also that I could actually get into and out of because of my mobility issues I struggle um, with with turning and my um, arms I'm not very mobile um, so it really annoyed me um, I also have uh, I have two sisters so one sister has severe scoliosis um, and my other sister was actually she's uh, a paradressage rider um, and she was disabled through medical negligence. Um, so, you know, I've, I've seen how it can affect people, especially my sister when she was wearing her back brace uh, and growing up, she's older than me. Um, and it always made me sad because, you know, I used to see her really upset because she couldn't do the things her friends were doing or wear the things her friends were doing. So I think that was also in the back of my mind. And then after the wedding, um, it got to the point where the <laughs> many brides listening to this will know exactly what I'm talking about when I say there was about five bridesmaids 
crammed into the toilet trying to help me go to the toilet because I couldn't get out of my wedding dress. <laughs> I managed to go to the toilet. So it was absolutely hilarious, the, the wedding. Um, and I, I just thought there has to be a better way. There, there has to be a better way. So um, I went back uh, exactly four weeks after my wedding uh, to study fashion design. Um, uh, and I, it's the British Academy of Fashion Design, and I loved it, really loved it. Um, so uh, with that, there's a lot of um, pattern making, pattern drafting, um, and I started um, draping and toying around with with garments and seeing what I could make work, and then um, started doing a huge amount of research. So I've been researching now for crikey. Um, yeah, since probably I'd say late 2019. Um, so I, and with my family as well, my family history, I kind of knew what was needed um, and I knew personally what I needed. So yeah, I've started designing um, some clothes, um, which I'm hoping to launch next year. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's exciting. It's really exciting. Terrifying. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> so that is, um, so so it was a mixture of your your own experience from you personally, and then also from your sister's experience of, uh, mm. you know, finding uh, clothing very difficult um, uh, to wear to put on because of mobility issues, and uh, yes. and you wanting to make that change, making it making a change. Uh, you know, a need, yeah. there's a need for something that you didn't see that was available. So, you know, you said you would create your own. That is always uh, such a great, great stories uh, when people, you know, see something that's missing and say like, okay, well, I have this knowledge and I have this skill set. So let's, uh, let's try to fix it. So that is, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's really, that's so great. That's so great. <clears throat> I, I saw, um, so my, the way I looked at it is that you know, I I'm I'm an old school punk. I love my love. Um, uh, maybe not so much anymore because I'm limited to what I can wear unless I make it myself. And then I'm too busy trying to design other things to make <laughs> things for myself. So, um, but yeah, I that there's there's no subculture where in fa in adaptive fashion there's you know, um, there's so many things missing and it's just baffles me how like the fashion industry has been around since the dawn of time well not the industry maybe but you know what I mean clothes have been around uh, since you know uh, the cavemen wore um, animal skins um, and it's how it's not developed that people don't design for people with disabilities just just baffles me so hopefully yeah I, I really I'm really excited to launch this um, nervous and excited yes <laughs> so and um and so what you're referring to is the clothing line that you started at adaptista so um which is so exciting yes. i was so happy and excited to see uh you know the messages from you about what you were creating and um you know i'm, I'm excited to see uh see it come to life uh for you uh next year as you said can you tell us what we can expect from the Adaptista clothing line? 
Yeah, um, so for the clothing line, um, it's going to be, um, there's actually a few different collections. Um, one of them, uh, I'm going to make you blush, is a sex positive line of fetish and bondage wear. Yeah, and it's designed specifically for people uh, that use wheelchairs. Um, uh, there's then a kind of, uh, there's some a, a subculture line just because of my own preference. Um, I wanted to make some kind of goth, goth punk style. Um, and then there's also going to be some evening wear um, and very excitingly, uh, wedding line, which I am most excited about and which started off, that's from my story, it's my baby, it's it's where I want, it's what I want to do, it's it's what I want to create, and that's how Adaptista began initially. So, all exciting. It's all very exciting, and I love the wedding line because uh, someone just a few weeks ago sent me a picture of someone, um, uh, of a, a wedding dress shop that had um, a mannequin that was seated in a wheelchair. With, That's right. Uh, yeah, that was sitting in a, a wheelchair wearing a wedding dress. So it's like, that is, um, you know, I don't know if that specific dress was, um, you know, considered to be adaptive clothing, but uh, just the fact to see, uh, you know, that they thought of putting the mannequin in a wheelchair in their front window is like a really great thing. And even, yeah. um, even like you said, with the, um, with the fetish and the, the, the bondage uh, wear, it's like, you know, people with disabilities, love all kinds of things you know they they like to get married and uh they are sexually active people and it's like all all areas of clothing and all areas of of any industry should reflect that um people with disabilities are our potential customers and clients so mm -hmm. i think it's great that you are um you know addressing uh all three of those specific areas in the clothing world because people with disabilities will be, um, you know, will be customers for all three of those. So it's, it's really, uh, it's really great that you have uh, taken on this mission of creating this adaptive clothing line. And again, I can't wait, um, really excited to see, uh, to see it come to life for you. And that's really, uh, really exciting. Um, yeah, I, I really hope I can, um, you know, make people proud of, you know, I really want to make people happy, um, especially for the wedding line, because, you know, it's the most important day of someone's life or eh, maybe two days if they get married twice, you know, you never know. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, don't put a, don't put a limit on it. That's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I just, I, you know, I had a, an, a terrible experience when I was trying to find my dress and I don't want someone else to go through that. It, it would make me really sad to think that, that people have to go through that and knowing the limitations of what's the options out there and the cost um, at the moment, it's so expensive for someone in a wheelchair to, to have uh, a dress, you know, altered to, to fit. It's phenomenal. So, um, yeah, I've, I've put in a patent. Um, so I have a patent pending at the moment for um, these designs. Uh, it's, it's for a part of the designs. And um, hopefully if that uh, comes through, it's, it's um, going to be something that is, has not been done before. Um, 
in the adaptive market and that will hopefully make life a lot easier and more sustainable for people in the future. I can't go into too much detail about it, but uh, yeah, I just fingers crossed it's going to be really exciting and I can't wait to show everyone. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's just so great. And um, again, like you said, with the, the cost that is associated with you know, tailoring certain things for people mm -hmm. with disabilities, it can be, you know, can it can really add up. I mean, it can add up for anybody and uh, especially for people with disabilities because, you know, you have certain, uh, certain conditions where, you know, they might wear prosthetics on one or both legs and, you know, so it, yeah. it might fit in the hip area, but the leg area is way too big or, <laughs> you know, something yeah. like that. So it's, uh, you know, the, the unique tailoring uh, that has to take place for people with uh, certain disabilities, it can really, um, you know, jack up the price. And, and even the clothing lines that exist now that have it, an adaptive clothing lines, their clothing, it's, it's great. It looks really great, but it can be very expensive. Um, yeah. You know, so it's just like, I think, as with most things, as... Uh, as it becomes more common, hopefully those prices will uh, be lowered. Um, <clears throat> you know, as more people get into creating adaptive clothing lines and, uh, you know, may maybe that will help with the price. But as as now there's a handful of, of uh, companies that offer adaptive clothing so they can, uh, you know, make the prices whatever, whatever they want at this point. But, uh, you know, hopefully as time goes on that those uh, prices will continue to drop and become more affordable for the people who actually need them, who are often on uh, fixed incomes because of their disabilities. So uh, that, yeah, that always amazes me where it's just like, oh yeah, we have this product for people with disabilities and it's this much money and it's so much money. Um, and it's just like, yeah, but if I'm on, you know, government assistance and I can't afford that, then it's just sitting there in your you know, in your studio, <laughs> not being able to be purchased because it's so much money. So, uh, you know, it's, it's great Definitely. that you're, yeah, it's great that you're doing that and, um, you know, uh, creating something that will be, uh, much needed and, and it's necessary for the uh, disabled community. I think with the, the pricing, so a lot of the companies, like for example, Nike, I'm a huge fan of Nike and the, the, the fly ease shoes that they made. Um, and everyone complained about, you know, how expensive they were. And yeah, they were expensive. Um, but you also have to balance it out with the fact that they're, they're going into a new market, an unexplored market, and then they have to do all the testing. So I explained to someone recently that the very first product is always going to be more expensive because there's the testing and, you know, checking the materials. And they, they're going into a market where they don't even know if people will like it. They will, will people buy it? Um, so now that they know it's hugely popular, hopefully the next time they make it now, because they've done the testing, um, that will make the prices come down and down. So yeah, I think the more that adaptive fashion becomes the norm uh, or the mainstream or people start you know, implementing things like, still baffles me why people don't just put magnetic zips into clothing in place of like they're the exact same thing but one has a magnet it's, it just baffles me that those companies don't take advantage of that and yeah um 
but uh, so with Adaptista, we're actually it's going to be a platform, a multi-brand platform for um, uh, 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 for sorry, it's going to be a multi-brand platform for um, adapt the adaptive market. And but what we're going to do is we're it's going to be customer led, so that there's going to be um, the brands will have access to the customers to speak and to educate them. There's going to be a lot of um, education on how brands can improve their their lines to bring costs down and maybe look at their, you know, the, the amount of ordering that they're doing, um, looking at the, the circularity of the fashion and is it ethical as well at the same time um, that there's no slave labor involved. Um, so yeah, there's a whole whole lot of <laughs> uh, work that needs to be done in the adaptive market, but it's it's moving in the right direction, which is exciting. Um, in in this year alone, the amount of brands that have popped up is phenomenal. Um, there's so many. The only fear is that there's brands that um, kind of let's say jump on the bandwagon because it's the hot topic, and they don't do any research and they don't have any knowledge and they just make things to put it out there um, to say that they're being inclusive. Uh, so that's the only fear. Um, but it's, it seems to be really good at the moment. Um, I don't know if you've if how you find it with your shopping. It, it's very difficult. Like for me, thankfully, I, um, you know, I'm able to, you know, use things like zippers and, and able to button and things like that. Um, but yeah, like just searching for, for things, it's really, um, it's, it's, it can be very difficult. And again, going back to, you know, purchasing like formal wear or, uh, something you would wear to a wedding or, uh, you know, a nice night out. It's like, yeah, it's, it's hard to find something because I wear braces. So, <laughs> you know, my, yeah. my waist size is one size, but my braces are, you know, twice as, you know, really big so it, it's getting the right size and the waist and then also the pant length and and it's just um can be very very challenging at times uh you know to find the proper fit so it's uh great to have all of these um brands that are creating adaptive clothing and also as you said um making sure that they're doing it for the right reason and not yeah. just because it's the hot topic, it's the latest thing to do and everybody's doing it kind of thing. You know, really put in the work and um, research and find out what is um, what is needed and what is really uh, beneficial to those who will actually be wearing that clothing is um, such an important uh, piece there because it's, um, and it's, it's like with anything that you start, you wanna do the research to find out um, you know, what your, who your audience is and what it is that they need. So it's like you're creating the right things, again, for the right reasons. That's so important um, <laughs> because it, it doesn't make sense to create something that's like not going to, uh, you know, that's not going to be able to work for people who actually need it. So it's, um, you know, that, that's so important that you mentioned that. There's another side as well, and I think it's because there's slowly becoming more inclusion in the workplace, and especially in universities. And they're, they're, um, all the fashion colleges are now usually teaching a little bit about um, 
there still needs to be more, but they're teaching a little bit about um, adaptive fashion and, you know, inclusive fashion. So I think that as as the years progress, you're going to see more incredible talent coming up, um, you know, people with various disabilities um, coming through the, the ranks and, and working their way up into um, or studying to become designers. So as that happens and as you I think it's really going, there's going to be a lot of change, especially I think in, in technology. Um, there's some incredible things being done in technology at the moment. Um, that's when I'm a, that's where I geek out. I love anything to do with tech. Um, so yeah, there's, uh, as, as people are studying and as people are learning, there's, there's going to be so much more creative creativity. It'll, I'm very excited for about two or three years time. I'm really excited to see what's going to be out there. Um, I think there's going to be a big, big change in the next three years. Yeah, that would be great to see. So great to see. Uh, it's always great as time goes on and the things that improve over time. Uh, yeah. So it is, it's, it's exciting to see what's out there now and to see, uh, to anticipate what is to come. So that's, uh, that's very exciting. Um, so to, to wrap up our conversation, uh, what advice could you give to clothing designers who are looking to make more adaptive clothing um it's really basic uh, advice I, I would give them put yourself in the body of someone with a disability sit there sit somewhere quiet close your eyes imagine what it would be like to do certain things like what it would be like if you have um limb difference what it would be like if you're blind people a lot of pe brands are forgetting about blindness and not using braille tags um, and you know that also needs to change um what would happen if you if you struggled with mobility um you know how do you measure your size how do you know what's the right fit um seated fashion you know how does it how could you make it more comfortable there's so many things that you can think about. Um, I would also say just to try and focus on one problem, try and develop that, then, then focus on another part and try and develop that. Don't try and do everything at once because nobody can do everything all at once, unfortunately. As much as we all want to, it would be great, but sadly, no. Um, and yeah, just ask questions, talk to people, ask questions constantly, read, read, read and research. Um, you know, uh, if, if anyone's listening and wants any advice, I'm, I'm always, you can always reach out. I'm happy to give to advice to, to design. If I can help in any way, I will. Um, I want to see design improve and I want to see more of it. So um, yeah, hopefully uh, that, that might help someone, um, but it's, yeah, it's really basic. Just put yourself in that position. Yes, and also what you said is to ask the questions. And, you know, for me, it's really, it's really important for whatever work that you're doing to get um, the, the people that you're serving, get those people involved, get the disability community involved. Again, yeah. ask, ask someone who has a mobility uh, disability or blindness and, and what it is that they need, what, the, what do they feel is missing in clothing of today. And, you know, hire a disability consultant, someone who actually has a disability who can, um, 
you know, challenge, challenge you to say like, oh, but you didn't, you know, you didn't mention this or you didn't uh, think about this group of, of individuals. I think that is um, always so important. And, you know, I, I always say that like um, architects and people uh, in construction that actually build buildings, you know, sometimes you go into a building and as a wheelchair user, I'm like, who in the world designed this ramp? And how is this like, how's this safe? How's this legal? Number one. And it's just like, who? obviously somebody in a wheelchair did not design this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's, there's been no questions asked at any point ever. <laughs> and it's just like, yes, here in America, we have the Americans with Disabilities Act and it says that ramps should be at a certain slope and everything. But that is not always a safe thing. Like you have to really consider and you really have to, uh, you know, take that step of having someone with a disability, whether it, whatever the disability is, try out these things and say like, okay, this is not going to work. Uh, again, like, this is not safe or, you know, or, or in a way of, for, for clothing as a reference, it's like, okay, this is difficult to use as a person who is blind or a person who has uh, issues with uh, maybe arthritis or something in their hands. Like it's, it's difficult to, to button or to use the snaps or, or whatever it may be for your clothing. So it's, uh, it is, it's important to get your customer, get your consumers involved in the discussion, in the planning. Um, and again, like you said, don't, don't try to do everything at once, you know, focus on one or two things at a time and, you know, let the other things come, uh, as they will. So, uh, Maria, it's been great. Again, it's been great talking to you. It's been great to uh, meet you virtually face to face. And uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. And uh, thank you for your time. And I wish you all of the best with uh, the Adaptista uh, clothing line. Can you just uh, share with people where they can find you how they can reach out to you on social media? Yeah, sure. Um, so it's um, adaptista.com. So that's A-D-A-P-T-I-S-T-A, -A like fashionista, but adaptive. Um, so it's adaptista.com. Um, and we're on um, all socials, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Um, uh, you can also track me down. I have a personal account on Twitter and you can um, throw me questions on there if you want to. Uh, always up for a challenge. Uh, I, don't, I should add that... Um, just on the design next year i've decided uh, that we've agreed to um sponsor uh, a disabled student to uh, do a fashion design degree um so that's really 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 exciting um so keep an eye out for that and um it's also going to be a distance learning one uh, it's a distance learning degree that someone can do from home if they're having issues um with uh you know mobility or access or travel or yeah so um keep an eye out and um i'll keep you posted art um and yeah uh, long live the uh, designers of the future yes i that is so great about um offering that opportunity to a, a student it's um you know I, I think everybody has uh certain dreams and certain things they want to fulfill in life and then uh at times uh, you know, they just feel like there's no way to make it happen. So I think that is mm -hmm. a um, really great thing uh, that, that you're doing and, and really, um, really
really important. So uh, again, this was a great conversation and I'm uh, glad to have uh, connected with you and uh, gave you a chance to share your story here on the uh, podcast. And I look forward to staying in touch with you soon. Likewise. Thank you, Art. Yes. It's been awesome. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> and have a great day. <laughs> you too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.